You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. If you want the truth and nothing but the truth, someone's got to set you straight. I told you money doesn't buy you class, but a diva has needs. See these? They didn't grow on trees. You got to make it on your own. I'm talking to you. Okay. <laughs> what a hoot. <laughs> I love it. When you go, I told you money doesn't buy you class. Class. But go like deep in your chest on that. Make it sound sexy. Okay. Uh, 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 money doesn't buy a class. That's it. Okay. If anybody can say class, it's me. <laughs> Viva la diva, everyone. Luann was in the studio on this week's finale of The Real Houses of New York, and I could have watched hours of it. Could have watched hours of her in that booth. Although I do believe that her studio session was shorter than the actual song. I don't think she was in that booth for very long. Uh, but I loved every second. That song, Viva la diva, is insane. She's just saying phrases. She's just saying popular phrases in her cookie monster voice. She's saying, want the truth? Nothing but the truth? See these? Money doesn't grow on trees. There's no I in team. Six to one, half dozen of the other. Live, laugh, love. Money doesn't buy you class. <laughs> that song is insane. And then at one point when the when Desmond, the producer, was telling her to uh, go sexy on the word class, she's like, class? class that's she just kept doing class and then she did the sex noises which you guys those sex noises what the fuck was happening there with the sex noises is that what luann sounds like in bed when she's just going she sounds like tim allen in home improvement Oh my God, you guys, sorry, I'm giggly today, but that's what she sounded like. She sounded like uh, Tim Taylor on Home Improvement. Huh? And she was doing the sex noises. Lou, what was going on? What is happening? And Desmond Childs, I'm sorry, he's like a hip producer, and I'm thrilled that he's working with Luann, but why? Does anyone else have that question? Why? I wrote in my notes, why? <laughs> I looked him up too. And you guys, he's written a lot of hits. I know they sort of mention that he did Live in La Vida Loca, but he also did. Uh, Kiss the Rain, classic song, you know, by Billy Myers. Kiss the Rain. Um, he did How Can We Be Lovers If We Can't Be Friends, my favorite Michael Bolton song, which I still know how to do sign. Uh, any of you who have been listening to the podcast from the beginning know that uh, story of me in college, sign language uh, class. Um, he also did Just Like Jesse James, which is one of my favorite Cher songs. He did Save Up All Your Tears by Cher, another favorite. He wrote uh, Before Your Love, Invisible by Clay Aiken, Inside Your Heaven by Carrie Underwood. He did a lot of the American Idol like winning songs or end songs. He did Katy Perry's Waking Up in Vegas. And this is the most shocking one to me when I looked him up on the Wikipedia. He did uh, a classic, a hit song from my youth uh, by a man named Cisco called The Thong Song. That's right. This man not only is writing hits for Luann, 
and I use that term loosely, but he also wrote the song Thong Song uh, with Cisco, and that's just, you know, he's a hit maker, is what I'm trying to say, but what's he doing with Luann? Why? Why? W-H-Y. Class. Why? You guys. Uh, but those phrases, that song's in- insane. When she's just talking through it. <laughs> Get sexy. Class. <laughs> Version of sexy. Ah, oh, you guys, I love it. We're going to be breaking down the Real Houses of New York first this week. Um, I know I say I don't normally break down the Beverly, or the, I don't normally recap the reunions. Uh, I'll talk about it briefly after the New York recap. We also got to mention that the Real Houses of Orange County came out with their trailer. And look, I'm not like super optimistic about it. Will I be watching it? Of course I will. Of course I will. But that first moment when I saw uh, Shannon on screen, she's like, coming in hot! Like that, I was like, oh my God, we're in for a whole season of this. And you guys, I'm going to say something very controversial. Very controversial. I'm not even proud of myself. And I, I just, I feel like I'm always honest and open with you guys. And I'm living my truth behind this microphone. And I got to say, Tamara Judge and I have had a, a fraught past, if you will. She's one of the only people to block me on social media. And I'm not even sure why, quite frankly. And was I calling for her to be removed from the program last season and every season before? Of course I was. But seeing the trailer for The Real House of Orange County, a little feeling came over me of missing Tamara Judge. And again, I'm not proud of this. It just is what it is. When I was watching that trailer, it sort of seemed like people were doing a version of Tamara Judge. We saw Bronwyn like running away, and she threw the glass. Uh, and I am excited for Bronwyn. I feel like she's really going to step it up this season, but she feels like she's getting into that Tamara Judge role. Um, but I don't know, a full season of the COVID stuff, of politics, it seems like it's going to be a tough watch. And again, just Shannon Bedore in that Hot Wheel in the trailer. Coming in hot! And then she's also in the confessional saying, which I'm excited for 2020. And she puts on that confessional voice. And I know we talked about this last season, but she didn't do that at the start of her tenure on The Real Houses of Orange County. She was in a confessional, and she was very calmly, plainly talking, and now she's dialed it up to 10. Um, I mean, it's very aggressive. Coming in ha! It's not my plate, you fucking bitch! Like, it's just, it's aggressive. It is. I'm sorry to say that. Uh, but, you know, we're going to watch it, are we not? <laughs> we, are we not? We're going to watch it. Um, anyway, it also, there's a new woman. I'm curious to see what she's about. There was one point in the trailer where Kelly Dodd just pushed her in the pool. <laughs> Launched her in the pool. Ah, uh, you guys. Okay, so let's talk about this week's Real Housewives of New York. This is uh, all centered around the drag queen party, which I was very excited about. And you guys, the last five minutes of this episode I thought were flawless. But um, we open the episode trailer of what we had earlier this season, and they show... Dorinda talking about her Bible bump that she has and she had to get surgery. And did I miss that throughout the season? Did they ever actually air that footage or was it just in the in the trailer of what happened previously this season? Because I don't ever remember that being a thing. Um, but I also love that uh, when we're talking about this drag queen party um, and we see from last week's episode, I believe, when Leah's asking Sonia about the drag queen party and Leah says... Uh, for the drag queen party, am I supposed to dress like a drag queen? And Sonia says, so nonchalantly. She said, yeah, dress like a drag queen. As if it's just so, it should be expected that you're coming to drag queen bingo and you should dress like a drag queen. <laughs> that just made me laugh. I didn't think we talked about that last week. Uh, but we open on Ramona. She's making Coco do a photo shoot in front of the tree. I love all the Christmas. I love it. 
I love it. And it, part of me is a little bit sad that Dorinda's last episode is centered around Christmas. I mean, we saw her in that holiday top. And it just made me a little sad. Her last, our, our goodbye to Dorinda. Our goodbye to Dorinda. Um, anyway, we also see Leah fighting with Martin. She's doing some boxing classes with him. And he sounds a little bit like a sleepy Luann, doesn't he? He's got like a little bit of a slower, still the gruff tone. Um, but he asked her, he said, punch me. Um, or she, he says, how do you make a hero? Um, and then he says, Italian bread. And I thought that was a good line. Good for you, Martin. Doing com- He's going to be doing stand-up comedy at some point. Remember we had jocks doing stand-up comedy this season? Which, again, I'd just like to say that we all moved past very quickly the fact that Jocks was just doing stand-up comedy. It was something we all accepted to be fact, and then we moved on so quickly from it. But I would just all like us all to take a second to remember that Jocks, Luann's ex-boyfriend, uh, did stand-up comedy for no real reason. It was for an event, a bullying campaign, and he just got on st- a stage and started telling jokes. We all just moved right past that Rony whiplash, that Rony whiplash. Um, anyway, so then we have that scene of Luann uh, in the recording booth. <laughs> also, when, I, I didn't mention this, but while she was recording, when she finished her take, Desmond said, what a hoot. And I was thinking, like, he doesn't say that to Barbara Streisand. When Barbara Streisand gets done with a take, she does not say, what a hoot. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. And he kept telling Luann, like, we got you the Barber team, the Barber team. We worked on Barbara's last album. Again, why? Why? Viva la Diva. That's a song she did. She's doing one every season now. It's like a thing. And I'm happy with the songs. I don't want to see any more of the cabaret shit, you guys. I'm tired of the cabaret. When we had to see her doing that cabaret uh, workshop, oh my God, I can't do it. Not one more. I don't want to see one more finale centered around cabaret or even including cabaret. We've done it for five fucking seasons now, and I'm sick of it. Enough, Bravo. Enough. Okay, you can just cut that footage. You don't have to air it. There's plenty of things that go on these shows or that they film for these shows that don't air. And I cannot see it again. Enough. No more cabaret footage. I don't want to see her workshop in her Mary Fuck Kill or another one. I love Luann. Show me her in the studio. I do not want to see her workshop in cabaret. I don't want to see a performance of a cabaret. I already paid twice to see it. I don't want to see it on air again. Enough. Enough. We've seen it. Enough. Are you listening to me, Bravo? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to get mad, guys. I don't mean to get so mean here. But, you know, somebody's got to speak up because it's happening too much. Every season finale, we're getting the same fucking thing of Luann at the cabaret. I'm sorry. Look at you guys. I'm getting so worked up. I'm sorry. I can't believe I'm swearing about the cabaret. But life's not a cabaret. I learned that from Bethany Frankel. Circa last year. Okay. So then, um, let's see. Oh, we have this scene that was so sad to me. One of the darkest things I've ever seen on the Housewives franchise. And I did see... Uh, season two of The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. And it's when Dorinda's at her old condo, which is being renovated. She's with Luke. She's got the Bible bump. Um, and she's talking about her year. She said, you know, I just had surgery on the arm. I had a flood. I had a broken rib. I got the renovations. I got broken up with the dry cleaner. Um, and then she says, I think 2020 is going to be a good year for me, don't you? Oh, chills, you guys, goosebumps. And then as if that wasn't enough, uh, we had to twist the knife when she was walking away from that scene. She looks down and she thinks she sees a coin. She thinks she sees a coin and she says, oh, there's Richard. Now this, at first, for a split second, I got a little confused because I thought, well, that's not a balloon. You know, normally she says uh, she's seen the balloon in her house and she thought that was Richard, but now she's saying the coin is Richard. So I'm thinking like, what other objects is Richard? Like, what other things 
does she see and think that's my ex-husband who passed? Um, not ex, but you know what I'm saying. And it was not, it was just a metal coin. And she's like, oh, a coin, when I see one, it means Richard left it for me. It's a good omen. It's a good year. It's a good luck. Um, but this wasn't a coin. And she's like, what do you think that means? And I was just like, oh my God, this is tough. This was so, so tough to watch. Our poor Dorinda, we know. Uh, she has since announced she's leaving the show. She has not had a good year. Not No one's had a good year, but particularly Medley. I think of all people, her year went down. Uh, it's hard to see that on Bravo. Even on the Orange County trailer, we saw like Gina saying, 2020 is like going to be my year. And then uh, Shannon said it. Luann said it a couple weeks ago. It's just tough to see. We all know what we've gone through in 2020, and this year has been a hellscape. Uh, but uh, it was chills. I got chills seeing Dorinda pick up that little piece of metal. What was that little piece of metal doing there anyway? I guess they were doing renovations. Anyway, then we cut to Sonia's townhouse, which is also doing renovations. And Sonia's doing a lot of intern work. We met Destiny earlier in the episode. Then we see Matthews there, uh, someone named Raquel, Alex. Lots of interns this episode. And Ramona shows up to the townhouse, and she's looking at all the renovations. She sees the new carpet that's going up the stairs. She's talking about how great it looks. Um, which I thought was nice of Ramona. But at one point, she literally got on the floor and was like taking photos, like a photo shoot. And at that point, I didn't know what exactly was happening. You know, I feel sometimes on these shows, across all of our reality shows, oftentimes these people get in front of the camera, particularly late in the season. We see a lot of unhinged things happening late in the season. And I always imagine the behind the scenes mechanics of it, because I think these people think, have I not had a good enough season? Do I need to do something crazy? Do I need to have a memeable moment? Do I need to you know, step up my game so I get a secured contract for the next season? And so when Ramona just got on the floor, I thought that's not something Ramona would normally do. But she just laid down on Sonia's carpeting, which you know was filled with poop debris. I mean, it's a fact is a fact. I mean, you know there's all sorts of shit and piss all over that rug. All over that Jill Zarin rug, there's lots of stuff happening. And Ramona just laid down completely flat and did a photo shoot. She did a whole photo shoot. And that's not something she would normally do, but I was thinking she wanted to have a moment. She wanted to have a meme. She got in front of that red light, the camera, and she thought, what can I do? And she just fell to the ground. And that's a photo shoot. And she also kept trying to get a catchphrase in this scene. She was saying, we're doing LL, living life. She was trying to screw that contract. You won't convince me otherwise. Watch it at the end of every season, the last episode. People say and do things they wouldn't normally do. It happens. It happens. And that was a case of it. Then we see Leah with her mom and daughter. They're making gingerbread houses. Uh, Bunny wants the girls off social media. Leah and Bunny, they have a fraught relationship. Um, also, Kiki, the daughter, is gorgeous. She could be the next like housewifey model. You know, the housewife kid model. You know, they're all doing it in Beverly Hills. Um, I would like to see it on another franchise. Like, I'm tired of seeing it on Beverly Hills, but I'm happy, happy if one of the kids want to be a model in one of the other franchises. Let's see that. Uh, then, oh, they uh, go to Lou Ann's performance, which we already sort of talked about. But I want to mention that Leah went with her sister and Robin. And Leah says that the other women are sick of the cabaret. And again, so am I. Um, and she was sort of calling out Ramona for not being there. And I thought, well, why would Ramona be there? Like, at a certain point, the other cast members need to say, we're not doing it, Lou. We've seen it enough. Okay. So I was happy, actually, that Ramona was like, I'm not showing up. Dorinda didn't show up, even though she had uh, already had the surgery. She could have probably went there, but I'm glad she didn't. She shouldn't go to this cabaret show enough. And it's called Mary Fuck Kill, and they're playing a game. 
I did see some people I knew there, which I was excited to see familiar faces. That was fun. Sam and Ryan were there. I said, I was like waving through the TV. I was like, hey guys. But even Sonia said the material is getting old. She says, uh, myself, I'm impromptu. So at least this news show is getting some Sonia, some Sonia Rita, because she's really the Lucille Ball of our time. Um, she says she doesn't have a, a shtick. She just does new stuff all the time. Yeah. So I'm happy to see that. Um, but while Sonia is doing her little bit in the show, she's playing Mary Fuck Kill, because the whole show, I guess, is just Luann throwing out three people, and then we're playing that game with her, which doesn't feel like a whole show. I mean, I don't know. I've uh, seen some Broadway shows a time or two, and I've seen some shows that are off-Broadway a time or two, and I think you need a little more than that. I think you need a little bit more than just playing Mary Fuck Kill on stage. What's next? They're just going to be playing, like, M.A.S.H. Remember that M.A.S.H. sleepover game? It's just like Luann on stage, just playing M.A.S.H. Actually, that sounds like a fun show. It'd be like a sleepover theme. That'd be fun. Uh, But Sonia even says in her confessional, she said, Mary Fuck Kill is nothing new either. And then she ends with, some of us have fucked everyone, so the list gets short. And you guys, that's Sonia, the last few episodes have really, has really brought in it. I'm really into it. So then the evening of the drag queen party, everyone's getting ready in these insane looks. Um, There's hot shirtless male servers in Santa hats, which is my all-time favorite thing. Nothing better than some abs in a Santa hat. Am I right, ladies? Um, Sonia's raising money for GLAAD, which is a fantastic organization. If you want to support uh, GLAAD, go do that. It's fantastic. Um, And then Sonia is making all these Luann drag queen jokes, which we've done for seasons now. And at this point, I just want to say that Luann always takes all of this stuff really well. I know I was just really hard on her, saying she needs to stop with the cabaret, but she does take insults. She takes her life. She does it all in stride. And I do admire that about her. And I know they always say like Luann's Teflon. And it's just great that she, someone can make fun of her. Even when Sonia introduced Luann later in the episode, she said something about like, you know, I've got a lot of drag queen friends, but I've never seen someone with such long legs. Like she's constantly comparing Luann to drag queen, which drag queens are beautiful. So it's not an insult, first of all. Uh, but you know, someone Luann's age might not understand that and might take that as offense. And so I do appreciate that Luann, you know, she takes everything in stride, which is good. Um, uh, but the looks at this party, I just want to go through them for a second. So uh, Dorinda shows up in a turban and sparkles. Luann's in a very aggressive hat. Um, I'm not even sure what you call that hat, but it was very aggressive. And Leah's in a Pat Fields 1995 dress, which I loved. That dress was stunning. It was very sex in the city, which, by the way, if you want to support this podcast, Head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. And if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. And I'm recapping Sex in the City over there. So speaking of Sex in the City, uh, I'm recapping it over there. I'm doing one episode a month. And more importantly, the money helps support this show. So thank you. Uh, but let's see. She's wearing tennis shoes with that dress, which I can't see Carrie Bradshaw wearing those tennis shoes. I just can't see it. But I did love that thing. And then speaking of fashions, Desmond Child. The producer extraordinaire, he shows up and he did a premiere of his hat. Did anyone see his cowboy hat? He's got an earring in, a little dream catcher earring, and then he's uh, doing a premiere of his cowboy hat. He said it was a premiere. He said, I'm premiering it. So that was something that happened. And then Ramona showed up. She's not in any sort of exciting outfit. Like she was just in a basic Ramona outfit. And she shows up with a straight guy named Ron, and I was upset. I was yelling at the screen. Luckily, Sonia called it out. She said, what are you doing strolling in here with a straight guy at Drag Bingo? And she's right. Sonia Rita's right. What are you doing, Ramona? Showing up with Ron. No one wants to see Ron at Drag Queen Bingo. Come on, Ramona. At least if you're going to bring a straight guy, 
make him take off his blouse or something and make a, a really gorgeous man make him take off his top and bring him along. But I don't want to see Ron. They're acting like a creep with all the women. He's creeping on Leah at some a certain point. I mean, enough. And then meanwhile, Sonia made out with Ron six years ago at Boutique, and she doesn't remember. And this happens. Every man that's brought on the show, every single cast member is like, oh, yeah, I fucked him at Boutique. And it's like, how does this happen? New York's a pretty big, uh, largely populated area. I can't imagine that they've uh, all fucked the same guy so many times, but it happens. And Sonia didn't remember. She didn't say she screwed him, but she did say we made out. Every single extra on the show... It's like Luann, Ramona, Sonia. Like they're all like, "Yeah, I fucked him at boutique," and it's like, "What? How did this happen?" But I don't like this, Ron. Mm-mm. And at one point, like Ron thought Leah was hitting on him, and then he says, "Like you're at your prime now. I can make you shine." And I thought, "Enough, Ron. Like get the fuck out of here. We don't need to see you. Leah's not interested. Leah's a gorgeous young gal. She does not need your ass in bed. Like, get out of here, Ron. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no, thank you. Hard pass on Ron." <laughs> then the bingo starts. Uh, Dorinda's really into the bingo, isn't she? Isn't she into the bingo? She's like really taking it very seriously. Oh, and there's this moment where Luann uh, pulls Ramona aside and she's like, Why didn't you come to my cabaret workshop thing? And Ramona's like, I didn't see it in the email attachment. She said, I don't open email attachments. She just kept saying, I don't open email attachments. And I thought this was very surprising because look, my parents are around Ramona's age, and there's not a single email attachment that my mother won't open. In fact, the other day she called me, and she's like, Dan, my computer's working real slow. And I said, Mom, did you open any suspicious emails or something? She's like, well, you're, there was one your father told me I shouldn't have opened. And I was like, well, what was it, Mom? Like, what, do you, what did you open? She's like, well, a Russian dancer in Brazil sent me an email, said she needs some money. And I said, Mom, you did not open that. She's like, yeah, her name was Clarabelle. She needed some money. I didn't send her any money, Dan, but I opened the email. And then my dad's in the background like, I told you not to open it. And she's like, Gary, it was to my main email. Why would I not open it? It was my main email. So she opened <laughs> I like to support the arts, Gary. She was a dancer. Why would I not open it? Like, I was like, Mom, you can't just open attachments and emails. And anytime anyone's asking you for money and email, you just delete it, and then you run. You run for the hills. We support the arts. If it were up to your father, we never support the arts. I'll tell you that, Dan. Clarabelle needed some money. She's a dancer. Anyway, Linda, Linda opens up any attachment, but not Ramona. She says, nope, I don't open email attachments. She said she doesn't do it. Um, so the drag queen bingo is going really well, uh, and then Sonia introduces Luann, who debuts her new single, and... The single played for a really long time. It seemed like they were dancing to Lou's song for longer than the song lasts, which was nice. They all seemed very into it. Lou, she's really just was loving the attention. Um, She's telling everyone, she's like, uh, Desmond worked with Cher, which I would be too. If I worked with someone that worked with Cher, I'd be telling every single person. I'd have a t-shirt on that said, uh, my friend worked for Cher. Because Cher's a queen and icon and a legend. And so I did appreciate that Lou was appreciating Cher, but Dorinda was stewing. Did you see Dorinda? Her face was stewing. You know, she's not pleased by any of Luann's antics. She's not interested in the cabaret. She's not interested in the new music. The song is sort of good, though. I gotta say, it's terrible, but it's also an earworm. You know, it gets in your head. I was singing Viva La Diva. Class! Class! (laughs) Anyway, then we get the end titles, okay? And we start to see the end titles come up where they tell us where they're at now. And we're gonna go through them, but I thought this was the end of the episode. 
I thought it was the end, but then we got something else afterwards. But let's just go through these end titles. We got Lou. Life in Quarantine is not a cabaret, so Luann is now focusing on her memoir. She also sold her round house. That's what the editors put on screen. They said she sold her round house. And then it said apparently upstate was the lower level of New York. They're really trying to make that lower level thing happen, aren't they? They put it in the tagline. I thought it was an interesting moment, but I didn't think it was something that we need to reference 100 times on this show. We've got to put it in the tagline, and then we got to put it in the end title sequence. No thanks. Then uh, Dorinda, her little title card says, Known for her advice, solicited or otherwise, Dorinda will make it available to all with her new book, Making It Nice, Making It Through. She won't be wearing Giovanni on the cover. <laughs> Guys, this book, do we think it's going to come out? Then Leah, her little end title card was, Leah quit drinking, further strengthening her relationship with her mother. She understands she might not always be liked, but she's always loved. She also said she was ready to be in a relationship, so that's exciting for next season. Sonia uh, said, despite the facelift, this is what her title card said, despite the facelift, Sonia's townhouse found no bidders, so she took it off the market. Sonia's own facelift was much more successful at attracting attention. Ugh. I was a little upset about the townhouse, though. I don't want her to still have it. Get rid of it, Sonia. I don't know. At that point, just put it up for 50 bucks. Just say, who wants it? You know, do you ever list something on Craigslist or on online, Facebook Marketplace or whatever you're trying to sell a piece of furniture to just get it out of your house? And you, when you first list it, you'll put it up for what you think it's worth. You know, you might put like a big couch. You might put for a few hundred dollars. Even though it's used, you're like, you know, it's still in good condition. Uh, and then you get a million emails and no one's buying it. It's a big hassle. And then eventually you just put it in the free section. You're like, whoever wants to come pick it up can have it. I don't even give a shit. That's what I get like with the townhouse. I would just be like, who wants it? Come and get it. I'll give you the deed. I don't even want any money at that point because it's just not good for her. It's not good for her at all. Uh, Ramona, her title card said, maintaining 50 friendships while social distancing has kept Ramona busy, which we all know that she hasn't really been following social distancing guidelines. But then it says, finally settled into her new building. She moved to a higher floor for more Instagrammable views. So then the episode should end, but it doesn't. We see all the gals get together. They're sort of toasting to each other. Sonia says, we're not sex in the city. We're not absolutely fabulous. We're just us. And I thought that was beautiful because we always compare these women to sex in the city or ab fab or any of these other shows. And quite frankly, they're paving their own path. And so I did like that Sonia said that. And then Leah starts to take, uh, take control of the toast. And she says, uh, Tinsley, um, introduce me to your guys. She's very happy and calm, and she's just nicely sort of toasting Tinsley, and she's trying to say that Tinsley introduced me to the group, and I'm very thankful that she did. But Dorinda, who was already sort of pissed about the bingo she lost, and then she was pissed about Luann debuting the single, now she completely loses it. When she hears the word Tinsley, it's like a trigger for Dorinda. And she loses it. She says, no, I'm not fucking doing that. Sorry, fuck you. She says, I will not give Tinsley that. Tinsley almost ruined our show. <gasps> I gasped. She said, Tinsley almost ruined our show. She left the show and breached her contract. She left over nothing. I won't. You don't mention her name, Dorinda said. Fuck that shit. By principle, I won't do it, she said. She flips off the camera. Go fuck yourself, she says. She flips off the camera. She loses it. Unhinged, completely unhinged performance. But I did agree with what Dorinda was saying because Tinsley did leave halfway. And I love Tinsley and I, I didn't want her to go. But I do feel like it compromised her show a little bit. So I understood where Dorinda was coming from. However, her delivery was a big hot mess. 
Although it did add for a moment, you guys, the end of this episode, I had chills when I saw it. I did not expect it. Uh, they broke the fourth wall, and I was thinking, I bet you Dorinda didn't think they'd show any of this. I don't imagine she thought they'd air any of it, and they did. Um, and it didn't make her look good, but it was still was just a thrilling moment of television. Thrilling moment, but not great. Um, she just kept saying, she left us, and she's a, a bitch, she just kept saying. Then she storms out. Leah and Lou talk about Dorinda just being in pain. Lou's mad then at that point that Dorinda didn't come to the show. It's like, Lou, calm down. <laughs> I was mad when she brought that up at the very end. We're about to fade to black on this episode and this season of The Real Houses of New York. And Luann just had to add in that like she was pissed that Dorinda didn't show up to her fucking workshop of Mary Fuck Hill. And I was like, Luann, calm down. Although Luann did the win this season. I will, I, I will give her that. I think Luann had a really great season. I think she had a really great season. But enough. And then they toasted, Lou and Leah toasted to the Christmas holidays. Merry Christmas, bitch, someone said. Um, and at one point, Leah like sniffed her pitch. She's like, I'm sweaty. I don't know if you guys caught that, but it made me laugh that they added that in, or they left that footage in of just Leah sniffing her pit real quick. In between, like, Dorinda storming out, Leah just <laughs> lifted her arm and sniffed the pit. Anyway, next week's the reunion. That's it. That's The Real House of New York. What a thrilling finale. Next week's reunion, I gotta say, the trailer looks great. Although the women are very spread out, and I just want to say, I hope we all have our expectations uh, planted in the ground, if that makes any sense. Because I imagine that getting back to the reunions with all of these new guidelines in place for filming, it's going to maybe look a little different than an in-person reunion uh, we're used to. And so I hope we just go into it knowing that, because it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different. Even though it's in-person, I don't think it's going to look or feel the same as we're used to in-person, although I'm thrilled that we're doing it in person. And again, they all look amazing. Uh, Dorinda Swan song, her last reunion. Oh, can't believe it. We're saying goodbye to D. Dorinda. We're not, what are we going to be doing here without Dorinda next season? I don't know. Anyway, you guys, that's the episode of Roni. Uh, I want to jump into Beverly Hills very quickly. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. 
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. You liked the tweet, and in liking the tweet, it says everything. Lisa. Right. I, the, no, again, look, you did it the tri- in a public forum. You liked a tweet like that that was so vile and so nasty. You knew exactly what you were doing. Lisa. Don't you f- around and lie to me about that. Okay, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part one. I just have a few thoughts. First and foremost, I got to say bravo to bravo because it looked flawless compared to the virtual reunions of yore. You know, the first ones we had Atlanta, we had Shaws of Sunset, Summer House. Compared to those, this was just miles ahead. They really have perfected the technology of it. It looked phenomenal. The lighting was great. There was no awkward video lags. They just did such a great job for a virtual reunion that I thought this it was amazing to watch. It felt seamless. So I was very happy about that. We even saw like the tech rehearsal, which they did on a Tuesday. We saw footage of it, and then they filmed the main thing on a Thursday, which was fun to see a little behind the scenes of. Also, I was watching, and I don't know if my internet connection was good or something, but like it was super HD on my TV, and I felt like I could see every pore, every everything. I could see the uh, every wrinkle. I even saw like some redness in Denise's eyes, which I saw on social media. She said uh, the redness in her eyes was due to her being allergic to some makeup powder. She said that. She said she was allergic to makeup powder. And I'm not saying I don't believe that. Uh, but I am implying it. And um, look, I love Denise, and she looks amazing. Only Denise Richards 
could roll out of bed in a negligee and uh, press record on that Zoom and uh, start doing the reunion because she literally had just rolled out of bed. And I really related to her slouching. I have poor posture. And I was watching the TV and I did want her to sit up a little bit, but then I understood. I was like, you know what? I have poor posture. I get it, Denise Richards. Um, but she definitely rolled out of bed. She had just fucked Big Daguerrean moments before filming this reunion. And I appreciated that. I plotted that in our Denise fucking Richards. I really loved it. Anyway, all the looks were interesting to me. They all looked amazing. They looked flawless. Uh, look, Kyle, uh, she was giving us a very dynasty look. And I just got to say, I get very confused about Kyle's age. Sometimes I think she's in her 30s. Other times I think maybe she's in her 70s. Unclear. Um, because this dynasty look, I just, it, it, was, it was something. It was something. And she was channeling her Joan Crawford, which I really appreciated. But I don't know that I loved it. I mean, it was definitely something. She was wearing clothes, is what I'm trying to say about Kyle Richards. She was wearing clothes. That was something. Okay, so then also Garcelle, she was doing like a modern flapper, she said. And this was so good. I don't know if you guys caught the shady moment, but she was wearing Asa jewelry. And so she says, I'm wearing Asa jewelry. Andy says, you mean Asa from Shaz of Sunset? And she says, yes, Asa makes the most amazing jewelry and the most amazing caftans. And you see Kyle's face. Kyle was so pissed. She was so pissed because you know Kyle does the caftan work as well. She makes caftans with uh, Shahida too, or whatever the fuck that clothing line is called. She does Kyle but Shahida um, caftans. And Garcelle just mentions, does a plug for Asa caftans. And oh my God, the face that Kyle was making. Oh, I got chills. I got chills. She did not like it. Um, also, I got to say, okay, so we're going to stick up for Kyle here for a second because Garcelle did admit that when she was on Watch What Happens Live and Andy asked her who was the least welcoming cast member, Garcelle said she just threw out Kyle's name because she couldn't remember anyone else's name. She said, I forgot the names of my castmates. She literally said that to us. And I thought, this is insane that we're watching a show of, of a group of women who are, in theory, of what they tell us, are a group of friends, right? That's the whole concept of this show. It's like, these are a close group of friends. And then Garcelle just admits at the reunion, like, I couldn't remember anyone's name. So I just, <laughs> Kyle, just threw out the name Kyle. And Kyle's like, what the fuck? You know, like, I would be pissed if I was Kyle too. Like, you just said my name. You threw me under the bus because you couldn't remember anyone's name. Like, couldn't Garcelle <laughs> just said, you know, I can't remember anyone's name. Um, so I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. She should have said that. It was very awkward. But then I did get pissed at Kyle because Kyle said, uh, throughout this allegation that Garcelle didn't give the money that she had uh, said she would give to that charity, right? She had committed to giving $5,000 to that charity event, and she never gave the money. And look, I think we've all been there before. Like You say you're going to do something, and you don't. Of course, for that kind of money, you should have written the check. It should have been one of the first things you did. But I did get pissed that Kyle brought it up because I'm thinking, like, why are you bringing it up now? It was clear that she had this in her head and she was just, like, saving it for the right moment to, like, throw a bomb at Garcelle. And I didn't appreciate that because you could tell it also caught Garcelle off guard. And she admitted later on social media that she did not pay it. Garcelle had posted a little thing on Instagram saying, I did forget to pay it, but it was an honest mistake. Um, but I just didn't like how Kyle was sort of on that high horse saying, like, you know, we're all supposed to be honest and you're supposed to come to me with something. And I'm thinking, well, why didn't you come to her with this that she didn't do it? Why are you doing it in front of everyone? I don't know. They're on a, they're on a reality show, so it is what it is. But yeah, I don't know. The, that dynamic is what I'm looking forward to most going forward. I want to see the Garcelle-Kyle dynamic because I feel like Garcelle, she could really step it up next season. And I think she's going to give Kyle 
she's going to give Kyle a run for money, and she's Kyle's not going to be doing too well if Garcelle decides to really give it to Kyle. And I'm excited for that. Um, I like the conversation they had about Garcelle feeling the pressure to be the first um, black woman on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She said there is this pressure of being, uh, I don't want to be labeled the angry black woman stereotype. It was an interesting conversation. I wish they would have gotten even more into it because they kept asking Garcelle how she felt about being the first black woman in the cast. I wish they would have asked the other women saying uh, how they felt about it. And they also, Andy asked Garcelle about how uh, the Black Lives Matter movement has affected her friendships with other white women and, and things like that. And I thought, let's ask the white women that as well, because I feel like this could be a good dialogue for us to have. But it moved a little too quickly. Although they did that great special, which they aired again after the reunion, if you haven't watched it. Um, it's a fantastic Bravo special about being uh, Black, and it's amazing. So check it out if you haven't. I think it's online. You can watch it. Um, but I just would have liked that conversation to go a little bit longer. Even there was a moment where... Andy asked Erica Jane, who's got a son who's a police officer, about the Black Lives Matter movement. And that was such an interesting conversation because Erica said Garcelle reached out to her about her son checking in. And uh, it was just, uh, these are conversations that you can't have certain places, but you can on a reality show. And so I wish we would have gotten in, into a little bit more. Um, but instead, they bring out Sutton, who looks like she's four. I'm sorry, she looked like she was a four-year-old, didn't she? she what was she wearing? <laughs> I love Sutton, though. I need Sutton to be a main cast member. She's going to be next season. I feel it. They're going to give her a diamond. They have to. They just have to, because she's a great addition to the show. But she just looked like she was four. I don't know if it was the way she was sitting or the camera was set up, or maybe the, like the little thing in her hair. She had a little clip in the hair, but it looked like a four-year-old. I kept saying, you know how some people, you could look at them, and you could tell what they look like as a child? Does that make sense? Like You could almost look at them as an adult, and you're, you can see what they probably looked like when they were three or four. I feel that way with Sutton. It's like I can imagine what she looked like at four years old. Um, by the way, you guys know I'm doing that Top Chef binge right now. I just finished the first All-Star season, which I love. The All-Star season's amazing. There was even a quick-fire challenge where Cookie Monster was the judge, and it was just amazing TV. That's my favorite season so far. Um, but uh, Antonia on that season... I look at her and I'm like, I, she has such a childlike face. I keep uh, telling my boyfriend, I'm like, I feel like I can see her as a kid. By the way, I'm just obsessed with Top Chef. I, I, fully obsessed with it. I worship the ground that Gail and Padma and Tom Colicchio walk on. Oh my God. Gail and Padma. My two queens. The queens, the first ladies of Bravo, if you ask me. Honestly, I know this is a Housewife podcast, but we might start covering uh, Top Chef when there's a new season because I'm obsessed. Gail and Padma are everything to me. Let's see. Uh, did we talk about Denise's posture? Did we talk about Denise in general? Denise doesn't want to be there. I, we think Denise is done, right? I don't think she wants to come back to this. It seems like she really hates this program that she's on, <laughs> that she agreed to. I don't think she's coming back. But they all sort of go after Denise, and it just feels like they go too hard at her. And that's the problem. It's like, that's why people end up being Team Denise, because it's like they're so aggressive. Erica Jane was yelling at her. Rena was yelling at her. Erica Jane just kept saying, teenagers have sex, gay sex, straight sex, threesomes, all of it. And Rena was like yelling at her. She said, have you seen how the fans have come at us because of it? They were just going too hard. Too hard. They were talking about a tweet, something that Denise liked, a tweet that she liked. It seemed like they were going too hard about that tweet. It was like she just liked a tweet. I didn't even think she, they said she retweeted or anything. They just said she liked it. And it was just a tweet at the beginning. It said like, 
Bravo should fire Rena. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it if Rena wasn't on next season. I want to sort of like if Rena was a friend of. I hope we get a shakeup. I hope we get a shakeup next season. I'm not sure what exactly I want, but I definitely need some sort of shakeup. And they need to get. I I think they should get rid of two housewives. I think they need to promote Sutton. We need to keep Garcelle, and I think we need to get rid of two. At this point, I think I would get rid of Teddy. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Did Erica really give us a whole lot? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I think we definitely need to get rid of two, change the dynamic up. I don't think we're going to. Is Bravo going to do that? Of course not. Of course, they're not going to put us out of our misery. They're going to keep the cast as is. I bet you we're all going to wake up tomorrow and they're going to be like, the whole cast is returning. And then we're all going to be like, (sighs) we're all just going to do a sigh, a big sigh of anger. Because, you know, how much more can we take in 2020? I can't take Bravo telling me that this whole cast is going to be back. I can't do it. Bravo, we need some changes. Let's get some fresh women in there. There's got to be some new people around town that we can throw into this mix. I don't know, but I'm trying to think, like, I don't think they'll get rid of Kyle because she's an OG, right? They're not going to get rid of her. Teddy and her are soul sisters or whatever you want to call it. So I don't think they're getting rid of Teddy. Arena, she stirs the pot so much. I do think she moves the pot forward. I'm a little bit tired of it, but I don't imagine they're going to get rid of Rena. Garcelle, great addition. They're going to keep her around. They're going to promote Sutton. I think Denise might go on her own accord. She might slink out and just decide to fuck Big Dick Aaron and make some Hallmark movies, which good for her. Bravo. Um, and then who else do we got? Am I missing someone? Erica Jane. What is, what are we doing with Erica Jane? What are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? Maybe Erica Jane should do like a spinoff or something. Did you see they gave that Lydia from Orange County a spinoff? It's a digital exclusive. So it's, you know, barely a spinoff, but they did give Lydia from the Real House of Orange County a show with her mother. And I was like, who's making these decisions? Who is doing it? We just, we should have a conversation. All of us, you know, we should all sit down. Maybe we can meet in a conference room somewhere and just have a conversation about what are these decisions being made about casting and shows on this network. Because maybe we need, um, something needs to change. A change needs to come. Anyway, uh, let's see. Rena also said that Bravo called up Denise and asked her to delete that tweet that she liked, which I thought was interesting. Um, it ended with Rena. They were saying, uh, they were trying to say Denise talks about sex and she's the one that brings it up. And then she got offended when other people would bring it up. And Rena said, the whole world knows about Denise Richards' husband getting a happy ending from a hundred year old woman. <laughs> I didn't realize that the woman who gave Big Dick Aaron a handy at the massage parlor was a hundred years old. Did anyone know that? Was that a detail that we had known in the past? Because I just assumed it was any old massage therapist, but not necessarily an old massage therapist. You know, like, furthermore, an 100-year-old woman shouldn't be doing massage therapy. You know, there's, I, look, I've seen a Boniva commercial in my time. I, I've seen it. I've seen the Sally Field commercials where she takes the Boniva um, because uh, of bone loss. And so I just have to say that a 100-year-old woman, they're not going to be great at massaging. Now, I don't want to be ageist. I certainly don't want to be ageist. And I think uh, people should be doing whatever they want and feel comfortable with. But I, I believe that a 100-year-old woman wouldn't be great at massaging. But apparently, Rena says a 100-year-old woman gave Big Dick Aaron a handy. That was a shocking detail to me. Honestly, the biggest revelation of this whole program was that fact. A 100-year-old woman. 100 years old. Maybe she, Rena was exaggerating, but a 100 years old to be given a handy. Wow. Wow, old lady, wow. Um, also, let's see. Oh, 
Andy asked Denise if she was trying to change up her image this season. Garcelle seemed to agree with that statement from Andy. And I wasn't sure if I got that mixed up or if I misheard it, but it seemed like Garcelle was nodding along and she's like, yes, which was interesting to me. They also showed uh, Erica Jane getting up to get lip gloss, which I didn't understand like why they showed us that. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? They were in the middle of a conversation with Denise. Erica wasn't even involved in this part of the conversation, but she just said to camera, she said, I need to go get some lip gloss. And then they showed her walk away and come back. And I didn't understand like why they didn't just cut to someone else and not show us that. I don't know. Next week, uh, we have more of the reunion. So um, uh, that's the that on that. You guys, I want to say for the Potomac recap this week, for this week's, or for next week, I should say, the next Potomac recap on everything iconic will have a very special guest. You guys have got to tune in. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. If you want any of the merch, everything iconic merch, go to everythingiconic.store. We have t-shirts, all sorts of stuff. Um, I mentioned the Patreon. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny, I believe. Um, okay, so with all that said, I think we need to take a little a breather. We need to remember to breathe in and out. Let's do our cheesy little cool down. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Uh, you guys, I love you all so much for listening. Again, stay tuned for the Potomac recap. It's going to be a good one. And we might have a, I might have a week off soon. So I might, I might take an episode off. Don't yell at me if I do. I might need a little breather next week. The reunions aren't so fun to cover, but we'll see. I love you guys so much for listening. Uh, bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.